Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, Cody Spears, Jason Bowen. We are one night away from the regular season, or perhaps if you're listening to this on Thursday, we are we have arrived. And the NFL is back for 2023. So what I want to do from the group tonight, the panel, is to get their predictions from MVP, Super Bowl. And I want to ask them to, in one speech, about offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie year, and coach of the year. Going to get four separate takes from myself, Wes, Cody, and Jason Bolin. First, though, betonline.ag is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, NFL, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on all of the action. Remember to use the p- promo code BLEAV, believe, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. This is the trend zone, and it is our prediction episode because the Chiefs host the Lions Thursday night, 7 p.m. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. Chiefs probably will be Sands, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. You can believe that. Luck of the draw for Detroit. But I've asked the panel to come up with uh, let's see, Super Bowl predictions, which we'll get to at the end, uh, MVP predictions from each person. And then in what we're going to start off with is kind of a, a lassoed speech um, of offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and coach of the year. So, Wes, I'm going to start with you. You can do those three, the coach and rookies of the year in any order, but in one little speech, give me who you got and why. Uh, all of all three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. I have Jameer Gibbs. Uh, it's been put on record from their coaching staff that they plan to use him in, uh, unique ways. I, I don't know how unique it can get, uh, more so than what, you know, we've already seen. Um, but he's on record as saying he believes he can get uh, a thousand rushing yards with uh, 500 uh, reception yards this year. Uh, so I, I think Detroit will deploy him tomorrow uh, against the Chiefs in a litany of ways. Uh, probably see him on jet sweeps. Probably see him in wildcat. Uh, lined up in the slot. Probably utilize him all over the field uh, in conjunction with David Montgomery. Um, If he can stay healthy and stay on the field, I I think that the um, production will be there for him to uh, eclipse what 
Bijan will be doing in Atlanta. And I'm not certain if uh, any of the rookie quarterbacks can elevate their game enough to garner um, the votes that they will need to obtain the rookie of the year. Um, so Gibbs is my pick there. Defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go with Will Anderson Jr. Uh, his coach, Demeco Ryans, won defensive rookie of the year as the 33rd pick uh, from the 2006 draft with the Houston Texans. And I predict that Will Anderson will do the exact same. Uh, he has the perfect combination of speed and power. And if if it's a sliver of uh you know, justification for the Texans giving up a uh, 24 first rounder, which many predict to be in the top five and what could be an epic quarterback draft. Uh, he will provide that sliver with this defensive uh, rookie of the year uh, for coach of the year. I have Robert Sala of the New York jets. I think the addition of Aaron Rodgers and the pieces that they added along the defense will keep the Jets in any game. Uh, they also will have or will be playing a last place schedule. They finished last in the AFC East uh, last year, and so they will have a slightly easier schedule than uh, the rest of their um, division mates. And uh, we all know how much the New York or how much the media loves anybody from New York. Uh, look no further than last year, Brian Dable. So Robert Sala is my pick for def- uh, for coach of the year. That's a good one. I almost picked Robert Sala. Which New York team has the funky schedule out of the gate? Is that the Giants or the Giants? And what is that, like six road games out of eight or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> God, so what? They are on the road, on the road again. So that must mean the Jets must have a lot of home games then. I'll have to go look that up because they play at the same spot. I'll have to go take a peek at that. All right. So Will Anderson, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, offensive rookie of the year. And then Robert uh, Salah taking home the coach of the year, Bacon. Jason, what do you got for those three rookies of the year and coach of the year? Well, so, gosh dang it. I'll tell you guys, I haven't paid much attention to this darn draft ever since the Broncos haven't had any draft picks. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who is really good and who really isn't. But you know what I am going to go with? I am going to go with the running back and Bijan Robinson. I got him on fantasy, (laughs) and I think... This is going to be the year running back gets it. Oh, and Wes, I'm going to I'm going to say something about your quarterback take on that. Remember when Robert Griffin the 3rd won it? His numbers weren't that great. And if I remember right, I mean, yeah, he had some good plays that were electric and that was pretty cool and fun to watch, but I mean, his numbers were not that great. So, but then again, that was 10, 12 years ago. Was that 12 years ago already? That was 10 at least. 11, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Bijan 11 years ago, Dustin. Think about that, man. It seems like yesterday. Didn't Andrew Luck in that draft, too? No, yeah, and, Andrew Luck. Uh, he Andrew was Luck t- and Russell Wilson were in that draft. He was, oh, was yes. he in the same draft? Wow. Okay. Yeah, and Nick, uh, Nick Foles as well. Yeah, and Andrew Luck's been retired for like a half a decade. That's insane <laughs> to think about. Man. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I got to go with Bijan. And I, I don't know nearly as much about him as you do, Cody, but I am excited to watch this young man perform. Um, defensive rookie of the year, I have to go. And the, the Seattle Seahawks, these guys, 
have the just the tendency to draft the dudes with the most badass names. <laughs> Devin Witherspoon. <laughs> Devin Witherspoon. Look at that. That's, isn't that just an incredible name? Yeah, that's a good football name. That's yeah, like um, Boston like, Scott. Yes, yes. And back in the day, the Seahawks had uh, Brandon Browner. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah, that's another <laughs> good one. That, yeah, man. They just and so I'm gonna roll with him. Um, coach of the year, coach of the year. I'm giving it to my guy, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. I'm taking it. I'm taking it to the house. Twelve and five, baby. I was about ready to push you for a win and loss pro- uh, projection. You're going twelve and five. Yeah, gosh, I know. But you know what? Even if we only win seven, I ain't going to be disappointed. Things are different this year. <laughs> Things are different. Now, I don't mean that it's going to be their Broncos year. I really don't care if it is. Um, but I uh, I think that Sean Payton's going to going to be the adult in the room, and I think he's going to he's going to do it. But but with him elevating the Broncos to at least a reasonable degree of relevancy again. Isn't that kind of what people expect him to do? Or do people view the Broncos as just that bad to even a good coach can't even do that? That's, that's the only caveat there. Yeah. If he does do good, people will be like, well, yeah, he was, he was supposed to. <laughs> uh, my offensive rookie of the year is a quarterback and it's Bryce young. Um, the last two years, the O'Roy has gone to non-quarterbacks, so I believe it is time, at least for the way the voters think, to go back to a quarterback. And I think Bryce will do the thing out of the gate and make the the Panthers kind of in the uh, like seven and ten, eight and nine record, and put up numbers that suggest that he's got a good springboard for the future. So I'm sticking with a quarterback, or I'm going with the quarterback because it's a little bit overdue. And when when I went back to make sure that uh, that that statement was correct about the past overlays, I'm still irked that Justin Jefferson didn't win Rookie of the Year. My argument in 2020 remains true. Like it has become true three years later. I said at the time that Justin Justin Jefferson is a better wide receiver than Justin Herbert was quarterback. And that remains true. And it will always bug me that Justin Jefferson has blown up now to the second best player in the NFL, according to players in the NFL top 100. And he didn't win the rookie of the year. But uh, yeah, that's my speech on that. Justin Jefferson. Still irks me. Uh, Bryce Young, Offensive Player of the Year, and then Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'm going to go with Deontay Banks. Um, It looks like he is going to start for the Giants, and I was familiar with his draft profile and resume and tape going into the event because he was right there for the Vikings to get. Uh, So now I think he is going to be one of the better cornerbacks to come out as of late. And the opportunity, he really just needs playing time. And I think he's going to get that right away with the Giants. So give me him for defensive rookie of the year. And then unrelated to Jason, I am also going with Sean Payton to win coach of the year because I believe he'll turn the program around. It's it's next to impossible, I think, to win that division without Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. Um, but I do think they get a 10 and seven record, which gets them in the playoffs and will be their first time in the postseason in eight years. And then it will prove that they really just need an adult in the room to turn around last year's complete disaster um, because last year it was just so mind-boggling. <laughs> the Broncos could be that bad or Russell Wilson had fallen that far from good graces to be that poor. So I think the Peyton experiment will work and they will get to about 10 and 7, get in the playoffs. And I'm trying to think, uh, anybody else that... 
might win this thing. It would probably be fashionable to give it to Dan Campbell. If the lions do win the division, he seems like an easy guy to vote for. I just don't think they're going to win the division. Um, mm-hmm. So those, those are mine. Cody, I know you've got a, a marvelous speech afoot. Give it to us. Well, uh, you and I, Dustin, definitely have a similar theme here okay. uh, with the type of players we picked for these rewards. For my offensive rookie of the year, I got a quarterback. Defensive, I got a cornerback. And my coach of the year is kind of a retread, looking to reclaim some glory. And so for my offensive rookie of the year, I got Anthony Richardson. I've been mm-hmm. gushing about this guy all summer, about how he's he's more so inexperienced than he is raw. He just needs more time on the field, um, if that makes any sense, rather than just being someone that needs to be molded from the ground up. Uh, he has the highest ceiling out of anyone in the draft class and supported with a talent-deprived Colt squad. Richardson could really get the voters going if he drags his team to 500. All Offensive Rookie of the Year's uh, winners have had at least six wins, averaged 3,800 yards passing and 23 TDs through the air. Additionally, they averaged 425 yards on the ground with seven touchdowns rushing. I believe this is absolutely in the realm for possibilities for Richardson. And right now, Richardson is projected for 20 TDs, 13 interceptions, 3,000 yards passing, 700 yards rushing, and six rushing touchdowns, all about to those previous marks I mentioned, um, without the passing yards being much lower projected than those averages. Um, Just real quick, during Cam Newton's rookie year, he was 6-10 and with 4,000 yards passing. Uh, He had 700 yards rushing, 14 TDs, which is kind of like an anomaly. Justin Herbert is the gold standard. You were talking about him and Justin Jefferson. I was like visiting this in retrospect like you were and was like, man, while I obviously am biased and agree Justin Jefferson should have got it, Justin Herbert did have a crazy rookie season going going six and nine, 4,300 yards passing, 31 TDs, 10 interceptions. He also had five TDs on the ground. Uh, Just real quickly over Kyler, uh, he went five and 10, so about the same as other guys, 3,700 yards passing, about the same, 20 and 12 TD INTs. Four TDs on the ground. Last one. Dak Prescott was 13 and three, 3,700 yards passing, 23 to four TD INT ratio, 300 yards rushing, and six touchdowns on the ground. All of those are about what Anthony project or Anthony Richardson is projected for. And I think that he's currently being projected close to his floor. Uh, he could have around 13 INTs and 20 TDs, but if he has 750 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns, I think that's about where his rushing um, is going to start. I think that while he may not project for a thousand yards each year, he should definitely have more than six rushing touchdowns each season for at least the next for his rookie contract. And then we move on to defense rookie of the year. I got Emmanuel Forbes. This guy was a ball hawk at Mississippi State with an uncanny ability to stick to receivers' hips. If you're going to win the Defensive Rookie of the Year award, you have to make plays and stay relevant in the news cycle. Forbes finished his collegiate career with 14 interceptions in three years and an FBS record six pick sixes. His peripheral environment is A+. His D-line and pass rush is A+. His linebackers are serviceable, and he, he slots into an underrated secondary. We can count on the line here to take pressure, uh, to bring pressure to the QB so that they make some error, um, some errant or mistimed throws. And we could also count on the quality safeties to take away the center of the field. Couple all that with praise from the players and coaches and being tabbed a day one starter. This is my pick to win defensive rookie of the year. And then coach of the year, I got Mike Tomlin. If quarterback Kenny Pickett takes a positive step in his second season, the Steelers could be a 10 or even 11 win team. 
if the Steelers win this division, of which most most of the nation is fawning over the other teams in the division, then I could see him winning Coach of the Year, especially if he makes some noise in the playoffs. Despite being a likely future Hall of Fame coach, Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It has been forever. And I think a lot of times there, not a lot of times, but there at least should be some sort of lifetime achievement angle where um, he just hasn't gotten it. And it's kind of the same. Like we just never gave it to Bill Belichick because we got sick of him being that damn good. It's a weird, it's a weird tendency for voters just to be like, yeah, we know you're going to be good. So you're not going to get any votes from us. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. It's almost like the coach of the year sometimes is like the comeback player of the year where it's like, you look for the coach that either had to do, do the most with nothing and then you're like, all right, that's the guy. Um, and that's that's a fair criteria, but you should never just disqualify Belichick and Tomlin because you're used to them being good. Yep. It's yeah. just like the MVP award with Brady a couple years back. People were just <laughs> itching to give it to anybody else. <laughs> and, and LeBron in basketball. Same yep. thing. <laughs> yep. Amen. All right. So let's go. Let's go into MVP. Wes, you want to kick us off with your league MVP for 2023? I absolutely can. Are you guys ready for it? Yes. Uh huh. So the MVP of the 2023-24 season is none other than Mr. Kirk Cousins. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really? Wow. I am going big here. I, I was looking at the the slate. I was looking at the the options. I I considered Justin Herbert, uh, but that would correlate. Probably with the Chargers figuring it out and having a, a good season, a good year, and I, I just don't see it with them. Uh, they're the Chargers, they, and until they've done it, I, I just I can't take them seriously. Um, I think the lack of proverbial weapons uh, for uh, Mahomes, and then also just the fact of uh, having them you know, remain atop their division again. Uh, same thing for Cincinnati uh, and Joe Burrow. I, I think the pressure to remain atop will kind of depress their value in a way. And I'm looking at the NFC and there's not really anybody there to to take it. Jalen Hurts, possibly. I think the Eagles take a step back. Um, Possibly the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he could, you know, vault himself there. But why not Kirk Cousins? Man, how much has the narrative changed? What was it a year ago we were talking about Kirk on this show? And Dustin, you were like, man, if they're talking about giving a Viking an MVP award, it would end up being Justin Jefferson. <laughs> no way in hell would it be Kirk Cousins. And well, wait a second, dog. Look at the, look at the national 
Is Look the narrative, the narrative ch- has it changed? It absolutely oh, yeah. has. Really? Cool. Kirk is has. so cool to like right now. It's it's like we're in a twilight quarterback zone. documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really oh, yeah, got that helped, the national probably. attention on him. Mm-hmm. He followed that with a, a commercial with uh, Keenan. The, scri- the script writing. Yeah, the script yeah, writing. He's all wearing season. chains with his shirt off. Then he also yeah. showed up at, I think it was Manning, the SBs. Manning cast. And, yeah, and Manning cast. But he showed up uh, that's at incredible. That's perfect. He, 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 he deserves it. He, you know, he, now that he's got some positive momentum, he could probably have a worse season than some of his better ones in the past and still get it. Yep. <laughs> Finally, and now, that you, people, yeah. now that you've got these old quarterbacks getting out of the league, now all of a sudden Kirk is up there as one of the, the grandfather quarterbacks. And we know everybody loves I love grandfather quarterbacks. God, I love Kirk Cousins. Always and have. they also have a, a questionable running game now. There, there's question marks there. So how much are they going to be able to get on the out of the ground and on the ground from Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler? Yep. I can see that. He, he might be forced to throw the ball. So like uh, Wes was saying with Kirk's newfound persona, which is pretty much the same. It's been all along, but people have just seen it more. Yeah, um, now he's old. Yeah, the, yeah, the number <laughs> one no thing. Accepted. The number one narrative changer was the documentary, the Netflix series, because I don't that's know that's what he did with uh, Mahomes, right? With Mahomes yep. and Marcus yep. Mariota. Yep. I don't know what people expected to see, but he was very authentic. The same guy that he's been for his whole career, just uh, uh, a lovable person, very <laughs> like a guy you just want to hang out with. Um, yeah. So first of all, people, which we've always that. known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people got to watch that for eight hours and they realized, why do I root against this guy? Yep. And then second, I think in the summer of dreams for Kirk, um, NFL top 100 called him the 42nd best player in football, which was translated to the sixth best quarterback. And this wasn't some assholes like pundits opinion. This was player voted. So I think that gave cover to anybody that wanted to jump on board. Not West, because West has been one of the originals, but like some of the national folks that are like, "Oh, you know, why do we? Why are we so hard on this guy?" And then the Vikings finished thirteen and four last year. So usually the narrative about Cousins you like to go to was the, "Oh, he's an average quarterback." Because going into last year, what the hell was his record? Uh, it was exactly five hundred. I can't remember what the win loss was, but it was like something like fifty four, fifty four and one or something. Well, his team went 13 and four. And while he wasn't necessarily celebrated as like, you know, this guy is legit uh, for those that pounded home quarterback record, you look at it and go, well, geez, you know, they did go 13 and four. And then um, for, for Wes's theory about Kirk getting MVP, this will be his first time since 2016 at having offensive coordinator continuity. Uh, and the last time he had that was with Sean McVay in 2015 and 2016. And every year by accident, the Vikings either promote or have fired an offensive coordinator. And it, this will be the first time that he has gone with the same playbook in back-to-back years since, yeah, 2016, which would have put him at, what, age 28 or so. So the sky could be the limit if there's anything to be said for continuity. Yeah, he he probably will win the MVP since it's his contract year, and you know <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Everybody's gonna trash on Kirk Cousins until it's time to extend him, and now all of a sudden he's gonna be worth a fully guaranteed contract again. <laughs> yeah, he has always been worth the fully yeah, guaranteed. He's only contract. made well, only I, th- I saw something crazy a couple weeks ago. It was like uh, two or three million dollars of his, or out of all of his earnings, were not guaranteed. That was his rookie deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every year, <laughs> everything, everything else has been guaranteed. 
every year since 2016. Yeah, we um, talked about that on the show. That's yeah. probably where I heard it. Then that, that probably would be that. That would be funny if he gets MVP and then that puts him up in fifty million dollar per year uh, territory. And then Quasi's like, you know what? We're going to go in a different direction. Everybody's like, what yeah. the fuck? What you giving Kirk the money? I don't think that's ever happened before. <laughs> Just let some of those walk. some of those Vikings fans deserve something like that to happen to them though, because they've been God, bitching about me. Cousins for years. I remember whenever I met my wife. Uh, like four years ago and I was telling her I was like no like Kirk Cousins he's pretty good and stuff like that and she would hear just from my reactions or the announcers on TV or people at work they'd laugh about Kirk Cousins and she was kind of wondering if I was just biased there for a while and it's like no like this dude's he's pretty cool turns out he was just kind of at 30 it was weird I guess and then at 34 it's appreciated (laughs) like he's now one of the elder men yeah (laughs) get away with it uh jason who's your mvp you know i'm just gonna throw this out there and i love the Kirk cousins pick i i actually mentioned that at work the other day about uh about that and but i'm gonna go with somebody that this is this is insane because it's all about stupid hot takes in me in my book and i'm gonna go with geno smith yeah Yeah. so this 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 guy here, I mean, assuming that all the stars align and that last year wasn't just some kind of mirage. I mean, they gave him that nice little contract that he got, which is peanuts to most. But I mean, I'm sure he appreciates it. Um, and, you know, I got I, I don't know. I mean, he put up some pretty darn good numbers last year. If the Seahawks record can get, you know, what were they? Nine and seven last year or nine or ten and seven. Is that what they finished? I think they were nine and eight. I think nine and eight. Yeah. They started to collapse a little bit down the stretch. You know, um, you know, I think if they got it, they could add three more wins to that total, uh, you know, second year in the system for, uh, for Gino. Um, and he can kind of move in that Russell Wilson trajectory that kind of happened early in Russ's career with Pete Carroll and whoever knows, uh, as far as the offensive coordinator is concerned, I still think Pete Carroll had everything to do with it. Probably going to have everything to do with Geno Smith's success. I, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. And I, what a story that would be if that happened. I think that uh, that it could. Yeah, it's definitely a narrative that could garner some votes because we saw last year everybody loved to vote for Geno Smith. Anytime he did anything good, everybody loved it. He didn't. Really and part of that, in part of that, is probably Russell Wilson hatred too. Um, and that could, you know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he did. He did well. I mean, so it'll be interesting to see if he can. Uh, he can uh, capitalize on that solid performance last year or otherwise either that or he'll just fall. Cause I mean, <laughs> remember back when he was with the jets, I mean, the dude looked God awful putrid, absolutely piss poor, but I'll be rooting for him. My MVP is Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm paranoid for Lamar. Um, I don't know who you guys consider a better football player, Cam Newton back then or Lamar Jackson. Now um, they both have a similar style. But Cam Newton stopped being elite or good at about age 28, and Lamar is 26. So I fear that Lamar only has between eh, the max three or four seasons for being who he is. And I think he's too damn good when he's not injured um, to leave the sport without a uh, another MVP. And you'll you'll find out here in a couple minutes, <laughs> Super Bowl trophy from me. Uh, so I I think that. Lamar has to do it now. This big contract he got, thank good, thank goodness for him. Um, but I think these next one, two, or three years are going to be the last time we see Lamar doing everything. 
running all over the field, passing all over the field. And I think that with the Ravens finally bowing to all of our requests, like get them some weapons. They're like, all right, we'll do it. Finally Um, between Zay flowers and Odell Beckham. And they've already got uh, Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. I think it's going to click. And we know the Ravens defense will be solid because that's just in their DNA. Um, So I'll take Lamar Jackson for MVP. Cody, who is yours? Uh, For me, I got Justin Herbert as MVP. Herbert has thrown for over 4,000 yards in all three of his seasons so far and has had at least 25 touchdowns each year as well. He will have a chance at playing other potential MVPers in Mahomes and Josh Allen this season. And as the team heads into 2023, the Chargers offense should be even more explosive. L.A. brought in some new weapons for Herbert and a new offensive coordinator and boy wonder uh, tempo master Kellen Moore, who should open up the field more for him. Last season, the Chargers offense went stagnant at times, and it really showed in their loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, But the hope is that with a new coordinator calling the shots in another year of growth, that Justin Herbert can take that next step. You're muted. Said I like that. Uh, he's he's due, and it wouldn't surprise me one iota because they probably won't give it to Mahomes again unless he has like you know a Peyton Manning type stat line from 2013, ten years ago now. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, they'll be looking. Just... They'll be looking for an excuse to give it to Burrow, Allen, or Herbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Herbert's kind of reminded me. Of course, I wasn't alive back then, but like a <laughs> modern Dan Marino. Yeah. Like this guy, he's going to just fill up the stat books like crazy. And when he retires, he's probably going to have zero appearances and zero uh, (laughs) Super Bowl wins. And and I still think he could make MVP because I'm kind of with Wes on this to where uh, I'm kind of doubting my vote for MVP here just because I don't believe in Brandon Staley. I don't think any of us believe in Brandon Staley. I do think there's a scenario to where Justin Herbert is overcoming maybe some coaching deficiencies or something like that. And even if they do fire their coach, I think it's completely possible that uh, Kellen Moore becomes uh, just gets promoted to head coach. And so if that's the case, then, you know, Justin Herbert just had a crazy good season. And despite maybe going eight, nine or nine and eight, maybe not doing anything in the playoffs (laughs) once again, he could still maybe win MVP. Cody, who's your Super Bowl prediction and winner? Uh, I got Steelers, Seahawks, and mm-hmm. I got the Seahawks on this. I'm going to ride the Seahawks all the way through. Wow. Um, I think the Seahawks, I don't have any award winners for them just because I think that's how much depth and talent that their team has. Um, I mean, you you look at all levels of the field. I think the 49ers are going to take, take a step back and the Seahawks win that division. Uh, Steelers are going to have a coach of the year. Um I don't know. They should take their division. Obviously, it's a toss up, but uh, I think they'll ride a hot hand through there and match up against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to go apocalypse mode this season. That's why I love that um, Geno Smith MVP pick. Cause oh, yeah. It's definitely in there. I, I can't talk enough about Jason and DK Metcalf. And <laughs> those are just the engines that are going to make this go. They have so many other good players. <laughs> Bobo, baby. Yeah. <laughs> West Super Bowl prediction and winner. All right, this one was tough. Yeah, I, it was. I went back and forth uh, a couple different times. I, I tend to look at teams that kind of finished not towards the top of their, their division uh, per se. Um, and I, I just tried to mentally walk down the path uh, for this. Um, in the NFC Championship game, I have the Cowboys besting 
uh, the Minnesota Vikings. AFC Championship game, I have uh, the Cincinnati Bengals besting the New York Jets. And that gives us Cincy against Dallas. Um, I think uh, Joe Burrow and Cincy take this one home. Wow. And you had the Cowboys getting all the way there. I do. And I, what, I, I don't like it, but uh, just look, looking at the, the landscape of everything, I'm like, I, I I think there's a pathway there for Dallas. Yeah, that's why if you're a Lions, Cowboys, Seahawks, Giants, or Vikings fan, um, <clears throat> there is a there's a way that the NFC can be wide open if Wes is correct and the Eagles take a step back like a lot of Super Bowl runner-ups do. And San Francisco, nobody can really know for sure because sometimes Shanahan will strangely have a down year. And if he was going to have a down year, it'd probably be the year that he had Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy at quarterback. Um, and they're going to be in cap hell. Just, just they're going to be in cap hell next year. <laughs> just really? Sam Darnold's presence on that team is enough to make him lose. <laughs> Well, he's. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I'm willing to bet whether Purdy has another arm injury or. Like they learn in the first four weeks, like, all right, that was a one hit wonder last year, and everybody figured this guy out. There's a really good chance you see him. Um, because there's something about Purdy that I just don't think we're gonna see him the entire year. And I can't figure out if it, if it's the injury history or I'm just cynical, cynical enough not to buy into Purdy Mania. Um I'm out on Purdy Mania. Mark and, my words. And that's why that's why even though keeping Trey Lance, your guy Cody, would have been a distraction, but it's so weird mm-hmm. that um, the team that got snake bitten by quarterback injuries would let go of a quarterback, and, and yeah, I can't... they're just asking for trouble. Yeah, and is it Brandon Allen still the QB three? Yes. Yeah, that former Bronco. <laughs> he, <yep. laughs> All right. So Cody has Seahawks over is it Jaguars, Steelers, Steelers. Steelers. Uh, Wes has Bengals over Cowboys. Jason, what do you have? Got Seahawks over Steelers, huh? That sounds like a Super Bowl from like 12 years ago. That's it awesome. Was. The NFL loves those. Yeah, it was scripts, actually. Man. Yeah, they they love those repeating scenarios. <laughs> that, that well, heck yeah, they do. Um, you know, I don't. I I'm I'm with Wes. I I like the Bengals taking it this year. Um, I think I think they're due to get one. Um, I'm afraid that if they don't this year, obviously the team is going to probably have to part ways with each other. Uh, it's coming time to pay the piper over there in Cincinnati with some of those offensive weapons. Um, I think Burrow, while he's damn good, don't get me wrong, he's been blessed to have a nice uh, triplet of receivers over there in Cincinnati and Boyd and uh, Higgins and uh, Chase. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and, and a good, really solid running game too. What a position to be thrown into as a young quarterback. Um, but those guys will all eventually part ways, I think, um, unless they can somehow find a way to keep them all. So I like, I like Cincinnati for sure. Do I don't know. Who, I don't know who they're going to face in the NFC. Cause any one of those teams, Dustin, that you mentioned, I could see, I could see making it there, um, for sure. Do y'all have any surprising teams that won't make the playoffs that everybody thinks will? Myself, I have Bengals, Dolphins, and Lions. I don't think they're going to make it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go look at my standings again. Just, and, of course, I'm a Cowboy hater, but I got them in the playoffs. Although I'd love to see the Commanders go. I think the Commanders going would be pretty cool. Yeah, but the Commanders got to start winning of- after, after the second week of the season. They can't beat <laughs> yeah. the Broncos, though. I just uh, I don't know who to take out of the NFC East. Like, the Commanders go in, then... Eagles, Giants, or Cowboys, somebody's missing. And I think the Giants are going to surprise people, too. 
I don't know. I'm so excited for the season, you guys. I love football. <laughs> NFC East is going to be a battlefield. That's going to be a fun division to watch. I also think the Bears are – it's too early for the Bears. Um, a lot of people are hyping up the Bears. Um, my surprising ones are something's going to happen with the Bills. Something just doesn't feel right there, and I don't know if it's an injury or just not quite as good with Rodgers there. I can't figure out what it is. I have them at 9-8, and eight, missing the playoffs. It probably will have to be a Josh Allen injury for them to be that bad. Um, I have Tua's injury history persisting to the tune of the Dolphins going 8-9, and nine, and then I, I I refuse until I see it to believe in the Lions stuff. I have them at 9-8 <laughs> nine, nine and eight behind the Packers in the division. Yeah. So- those would be my. They just started so bad last year, and people are willing to just think of the Lions from what week ten and on. Yep. I mean, this is a team that won like, if I'm not mistaken, they were one and six at one point last yep. year. Yep, they, yep, they they certainly were, and it was right about the time that the Packers were starting to die for that six weeks or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and that's why they, another reason why the Vikings season was so exciting because there was no real contender. Once the yep. Vikings got out to that hot start, it was like really. Like we're gonna wrap it. We think they wrapped the division on Thanksgiving. All right, no. Um, when did they wrap up the division? It was early. Yeah, yeah very early. early. Yeah, I thought it was. I can't remember exactly. Maybe it was that Colts game, but the, or was that just clinching a home playoff game? I can't remember. Oh, it was. It was like the Colts game. Yeah, but it but felt I like it being. I remember afterwards, it was so. I was so exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. So great. What, Whatever that fact was from the Colts game, it must have been the division title. It was like, by the way, you won the division. And it was just like, oh, that's that's like a complete footnote to what we just saw here. Vikings season last year was so incredible. I mean, that win against, I know it didn't result in what you guys wanted, but that win against Buffalo was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll never I mean, forget it. That's up, yeah. there. that's up there with the Saints win, um, the miracle for me. I mean, what a what an incredible victory, and that that proves how good of a team they are, how good good a co- good coach they are, and and uh, they got for the most part a lot of the same guys back, and certainly the coaching staff is is still intact, which is which is huge. Continuity is big. And in yeah, the Bills game, they were down twenty seven to ten. That's it. I mean, a comeback win in Buffalo. Yeah, and then they and then one of the just an incredible catch. <laughs> I mean, man, what a game! And and speaking on the coordinator continuity, I'm once again. I was just thinking yesterday how grateful I was to have Kevin O'Connell as the coach. Thinking about all the people we could have hired, and it's mm-hmm. like, man, this is just just so great for the team and the offense to be able to finally go into a second season with continuity. Yeah, we don't have to like. We should have had O'Connell. It's kind. It's kind of like with. Uh, the Zimmer defense, you never had to worry, but then we came up across this era of football where it's offense driven. And now you don't have to worry with O'Connell. Like it really doesn't matter if uh, Wes Phillips is like, all right, I'm going to go coach the uh, commanders or something. It's like, all right, see you later. It's kind of like there was always a placeholder placeholder defensive coordinator for the Vikings. Cause you all knew Zimmer was the guy. All right, gentlemen, uh, we'll be back in one week to go through what we saw in week one. And then preview the following week, which will be week two. Uh, you guys what about have- Elway tweeting how much he liked O'Connell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a wonderful week, week. Brandon. All right, Ayuk. good night, guys. Maybe. Brandon Ayuk, he said later. <laughs> <laughs>
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.